Welcome, everybody. Um, one second. As I, uh, as I put this over here. here we go. Good enough. So, I wanted to talk to you today about something that I'm becoming very aware of. I don't know if you can hear me. I, I'm, I might cover, I'm under the covers right now because it's cold still. Um, even though it's much warmer than it was. Can I say I'm a wimp? <laughs> Anyways. Um, it's still kind of... <laughs> I'm still kind of positioning myself here. There we go. Anyways, so I wanted to talk to you about truth, about your reasoning, your your epistemology, your reality, whatever you want to call it, thing that you have that you use to make sense of the world. And what do you do with it? What do you do with this? Um, I'm going to go deeper on epistemology in another episode in the future. But right now I'm just kind of doing this one as a, a kind of understanding of healthy versus unhealthy versions of truth. So that we can kind of get uh, a clearer understanding of what's happening here with this kind of information. And so, how do you know whether you are using what we will, for this episode, call your truth? In a healthy or unhealthy way. Right? This is a very important question that we need to figure out and we need to an answer for ourselves. But not just answer, but understand why this is important to us. And... How do we fix it? And how do we deal with it once we realize it? That's the question we need to answer. We need to ask ourselves. So, how do you know whether you use your truth—not the truth, but your truth—which is basically just your reasoning, your experiences, whatever—in a healthy or unhealthy way? So, the answer to this question is uh, going to be asked with another question. Do you use your truth as a weapon or a way to safeguard yourself or as 
a way of uh, finding out why or understanding deeper so that you can explain it to yourself and others and keep yourself motivated. Basically. See, most people use their truth as a weapon. They use it as a safeguard. It becomes a kind of way that they use to build walls between themselves and others. Uh, they use it in a way that, like, creates a lot of tension within themselves because there's something that they have to defend within themselves. Others use it as, as a weapon uh, or as a hammer, basically. In that expression, if you have a hammer, you see nails everywhere, right? And so this person is doing this. He sees nails everywhere that he wants to hammer down with his logic, his reasoning, uh, whatever those are, or that, whatever that might be for him, or her, whatever. And so rather than like necessarily living, necessarily living that truth, becoming aware of it, and seeing how to apply it, in deeper ways, he or she uses it more as a weapon or as a way of judging others that don't fit his standards of that he has for everybody else. So, and the question I ask you now is, how do you use it? What does that look like for you? That's a good question. Um, so basically the two basic differences here have to do with how you are using your truth. One way is kind of more pointed outward, either as a weapon to keep other truths at bay or as a uh, safeguard, you know, like building a wall between you and others through, you know, like cynicism or through. You know, like intimacy because you understand the problems of intimacy or whatever it is. Right? It's going to be depending on you in this situation. The other way is inward. There's a more inner focus going on. Uh, most people won't really see uh, this truth being played out in action or most people won't really see the, the truth that you have but they could they will see the actions of, and the results of the truth but you're pointing inward to yourself 
And they may ask about it. And then you may tell them or you may not, you know. And so your truth is is very much being used in these ways. It's not like you discover the truth and that's it. There's nothing else that you do with this information. I mean, that somewhat happens, but at the very least, it creates its own philosophy within yourself. Um, And this philosophy will either be created sloppily, which is usually what happens, or consciously, proactively, and thus more accurately. More accurately. Um, But most of the time it's done sloppily. Because it's not. Done. With. Intent. With consciousness. Uh, Same thing is true with. Your truth. Most of that comes from others. Most of that comes from others' perceptions on experience itself. Perhaps from science, perhaps from your adult elders or whatever. Your parents, things like this. And so it really is more about their truth than yours. And their truth is kind of being used to shape you, which could be good, but also could be bad. Just depends on what you're attempting to do here. So ask yourself that question. How are you using this truth? And I'll talk to you in the next segment or episode, probably... I might do some deeper examples of how these can be playing out in everyday life uh, once I kind of contemplate that more. But anyways, if you enjoyed this episode, not talking about the next segment. So, I wanted to give you some examples um, of these types of behaviors healthy or not healthy uh, the first is the unhealthy way of doing this which is so it doesn't really matter what the reasoning is it could be you believe in flat earth or you could believe in some conspiracy theory or whatever it is it could be literally anything and What you do with that information is then you debate with others online, you argue, you disagree, and you get into drama debates over this with with people, and you call them stupid, and you start saying the world is stupid or not helpful or, you know, asleep. You know, I've done that before, before where I'm like, well, people are, most people are dumb, uh, <clears throat> or asleep or whatever. 
to a certain extent that that's actually sort of true. But when you say that, you're actually asleep yourself. But that's a different subject. Um, and the reason why I say that, well, I'll get to that later maybe, but... Um, or you... And so those are basically... These basically fall into two categories. Using your ideas as a weapon or using your ideas as a wall or a shield or a defense mechanism. Like, oh, everybody's asleep because they don't know this. I'm awake. I'm red-pilled. Um, and everybody else is asleep. Everybody else is dumb. You know, this kind of thing. Or something along those lines. It could be something else. It could be very cynical. It could be nihilism. Uh, pointed outwards. Like everybody else is stuck in this stupid path of meaning, which is stupid and meaningless. And uh, I'm awake. I'm the one who's awake out here and everybody else is sleeping. Um, that's unhealthy uses of your truth. Whatever you want to call that. The only reason why I use this phrase, your truth, and even though I really don't like it, is because that's really what it is. It's not has nothing to do with uh, truth, at, at actual truth necessarily. It has some more more of it has to do with your experiences and your interpretations of those experiences, or more often than even that, what you've read what you've been told by your parents or whatever, or what you've seen on YouTube or whatever it is that makes sense to you in some way. Um, you know, maybe it doesn't even make sense, but you still follow it because your parents followed it. And so you can use those morals as well as like a hammer or whatever. It doesn't really matter what you want to call it or how you want to explain it, but those are that's the unhealthy way of doing it. And the reason why I say this is an unhealthy way of doing this is because doing it this way isn't really going to help you to do anything productive. There's no purpose behind doing this. There's a lesser purpose. Maybe it's satisfying for a little bit. Maybe it fulfills some anger you have over the fact that nobody else can seem to get it, and you get it, but... It doesn't serve the greater purpose of your life. And it just kind of gets you deeper and down into a rabbit hole that you can't really seem to get out of uh, for whatever reason. So what are some examples of a more healthy version of this? What does that look like exactly? And like I said, this is all very much going to be context-dependent, but it's all basically going to be uh, this. I'm, I'm trying to make this as general as possible that, so that it applies to as many different uh, circumstances as possible. Um, because your truth is going to be very different than somebody else's. And so I'm trying to make this as accessible as possible to a wider audience um, that's why I'm not giving like super specific examples. We can get into that later, but I'm starting general first. 
because uh, I'm hoping that we'll kind of bring this closer to you at, at first. So anyways, the healthier version of this is, so what you do is uh, different. It's not about the world. It's about yourself. And this is kind of where self-improvement comes in to play here a little bit. <clears throat> this is where religion starts to meet with mysticism. Uh, because uh, to be honest with you, all religion, religion really is, is mysticism that is deified, that is... Uh, I wouldn't. I was gonna say simplified earlier, but I don't know if that's quite right. But close enough, or demystified was the word I was gonna use, but that's not quite right either. Perhaps simplify would be closer. Um, and so you're basically doing it differently. It's not about using this against people, but it's using it to help people or to help yourself. There's a very clear distinction. There's a very clear difference that you can notice within yourself when you're doing this. Uh, your emotions are going to be very different. Uh, when you're using it as a weapon or as an attack or as a defense mechanism or whatever it is, you're going to be more vulnerable. There's more, more anger and stuff like this going on or whatever. It might be cynicism, you might be scoffing at the world or whatever it is because the world is asleep and you're not. Um, things like this. And so you uh, will not really be able to use this information because you're, you're pointing it outward, which is not helping you to really use this information properly. And so you, when you use this when you use whatever this is healthfully, more health, healthily, it creates a different response where it's used more consciously, more purposefully. And there's, it's not about anger or annoyance or upset or any of these things or cynicism or scoffing at people, or sarcasm, or anything like this, like it would be with the unhealthy versions. It is a motivating factor. Or a way of helping you come to terms with reality in a way that isn't following and self-loathing or whatever it is. So a good example of this that, I'm, that I've actually experienced myself, that I, I've done myself, is when uh, dealing with life, what I attempt to do, I don't always succeed at doing this, but what I attempt to do is, because I've always had this theory, and I've had a lot of evidence to back this up. I've seen people fall into this trap a lot. But one of the things I've become really aware of over the years is that um, 
the biggest reason why people get overwhelmed is because they don't see the darker aspects of life coming. They don't see them happening because they get stuck in happiness or whatever, or they get too stuck in the subjective, the sub subjectifying of the darkened aspects. And what I mean by that is like going like, oh, why me? This is going to be, ha this might happen. Oh, no. They're like wallowing over it, panicking over it, catastrophizing over it. Uh, which is what I call subjectifying versus objectifying, which is not, in this case, a sexual, a sexual thing. It's more of a, you know, these things could be possible. Which is going to be more likely? Which ones are going to be more likely? Prepare for them and plan for them. That's it. That's all you have to do. Um, knowing that they may come at one point, right? Like, how many times do you think about your death? I thought about doing a uh, uh, an episode. <laughs> I still might do it. I don't know if I should even say it out loud because then I'll give it away if you if you know. Uh, who I am that I want to do this episode eventually and it's going to be a title that's going to be very uh, dramatic sounding to make people wake up and go oh shit and then they click it and they go oh and they listen to it and they go oh yeah that makes sense um, I want to go I might do that eventually actually because it's it's been something that I've been planning on doing for a while so that's how you do this, right? <laughs> um, and so it's about using it purposefully, consciously, uh, helpfully. Hopefully, helpfully. Right? Helping you help yourself, basically. Um... And the question is, uh, the differences between these purposes, lesser versus greater purpose. I'm going to do a deeper, a deeper episode on this. I've done an episode on this a while back, but it wasn't very good. It was very just kind of general. I mean, it's a, it's a good starting point, but it's something that I probably could go much deeper on. And there's more that I've kind of learned since then, I'm sure. Um, cause I've, done deeper dives on things like this lately and it's something I'm still kind of you know going into understanding more of <sighs> but anyways so you may find yourself in these kinds of moments like doing these unhealthy things like oh i'm asleep you know or they're asleep i'm the one that's awake or they're liars i'm the one who's telling myself the truth or things something like this you know that's honestly probably going to be happen to you in the future uh, the question people ask me have been asking me like what do you do with that information if you know this is going to happen, what do you do? 
right? So good question. Um, and it depends on what you want out of life. Uh, it depends on what what you want to get out of this information. Most people, a lot of people want to just kind of like ignore these darker aspects and turn back into positive things. Um, but honestly, that's not helpful to do this because what what that ends up doing if you do this is that you never really learn the lessons from this. There are, there are implicit lessons in everything that are that are that is happening to you right now. Anything that's happening to you, there are implicit lessons to be learned. You could almost one could almost say that there are guides with you right now that are putting obstacles in your path in some way, mental or physical or emotional or spiritual, whatever, that are trying to get you to see the implicit lesson and make that lesson explicit. I don't know if I'd go that far, but you could make that argument. You could say that. Whether that's true or not, this is kind of beyond the point. But you could say that. And that would maybe motivate you more in some ways, perhaps. Unless, uh, you know, unless you get stuck in that rabbit hole of looking for those guides and trying to contact them and all that stuff. Because that's not necessarily where, where this is going. I mean, that can help, I suppose. But uh, I think you can kind of over-rely on doing this. And if the guides have something to say, they'll find a way of telling you. Um, implicitly, explicitly, whatever. Um, that will work with your uh, mirror effect, basically, so that you aren't like totally surprised by it or whatever. Basically, your belief system, like if you believe that they could contact you through some kind of telepathic ability or whatever, that could happen. But if you don't, that's not going to happen. Um, things like this. Of course, if you don't believe there's guides, there may not be guides. Or if they are guides, they're going to be uh, acting upon you in a much more implicit way. A much more subtle kind of way that's like... Um, less overt. Not, not communicating to you directly, necessarily. Um, kind of random side note there, but that was just something that came to me, and I thought I might as well just kind of bring that up because it was an interesting idea. So this is the end of this segment, but I do want to go deeper on these examples and uh, stuff because there's a lot more to kind of go into, I think, but... Anyways, hope you enjoyed this episode so far, and I'll talk to you in the next segment. So, to...
continue our documentary here on reality itself and things like this. Um, talking about the whole guides thing, some other insights kind of came about that. Like the idea that mistakes, people think about mistakes as, as these like bad things that happen. Uh. But mistakes have implicit lessons. You have to let those mistakes happen uh, for the guides to teach you different things. <laughs> um, you know, things like this. You know, but what do you do with that information? Well, you can use that as a solace to kind of keep your self from feeling too bad and just feel feel good constantly like oh the guys are watching over me the guys are making me feel good and no um that's not necessarily using that in an unhealthy way but definitely not the healthiest way uh using this understanding um but if you did try to figure out what the implicit lesson of all these things are you could start to, that means you're learning, that means you're, you're using this truth in a more healthy way, in a more useful, purpose-driven way. Um, you know, greater versus lesser purpose, right? The lesser purpose typically is short-term stuff, short-term happiness, short-term pleasure, pleasure, um, <clears throat> short-term Pleasure is really the, the word I would use. Pleasure is more of a physical thing. Um, and in most cases, versus greater purpose, which is more long-term, which can have some short-term goals. Uh, but you have to find a way of... Uh, Sub, basically using, making sure that the lesser purposes serve the greater purpose of your life, whatever that is, whatever you want that to be. The way, otherwise, you're just wasting like your life. Um, this is a very important point that um, might be something that you want to pay, become aware of. You know, what do you want out of life? These are important questions, but you have to be careful not to go too short term. You know, there's a an ep episode of on actualite.org. I've talked about this before, called the one hundred million dollar question. Um, if I remember, I'll put it in the description, but I probably will forget. But you can probably just type it in the one hundred million dollar question. It's a very interesting episode. It's going to help you to understand why I'm, t I'm saying this uh, because oftentimes when, when we are asked what we want we think of these like material things these short-term things that'll give us short-term happiness but that's not what I'm talking about uh, that's why you should do this whole uh, thought experiment of the 100 million dollar question what is this 100 million dollar question right um, 
So the question is, if you woke up today or tomorrow or whatever, and you found you had $100 million in the bank, what would you do with that money? Right? <sighs> but the caveat to that is, what would you do after you did all this, the other stuff? The sort of not so greater purpose stuff. Because at first you do all this material stuff, like, oh, I'd buy a house, I'd buy a car, I'd buy stuff for my family, whatever. Um, so say you did that for a while, you imagine that for a while. But it's been a month, two months, basically. What what happens now? What do you do then? Because you still have that $100 million or whatever is left. Uh, now what? Now, now, now that all those desires are gone, they're sated, what's next? That's, the question. That's where you start to get closer to the greater purposes. Um, of course, so going into the healthy versus unhealthy way of using this, you could see all the people in the world uh, who are excessively materialistic and all this stuff that are doing the opposite of this and not doing this at all and you can say oh these people are asleep they're just capitalists you know they're they're evil and they're dumb and you know all this stuff that's using this understanding unhealthily unusefully unhealthily whatever you want to call it um but to use it more healthily is to ask myself okay so how do i do this now whatever this is. Like, what are you really passionate about? Uh, basically, and how do I start this? Maybe you do have to start small first. Small business to create this kind of lifestyle or whatever. But once it's kind of created, what, what's next? Do you just kind of keep on with this business or do you do what you really want to do? And uh, that's really the whole point of this whole process because we're basically getting beyond the lesser purpose as much as possible. Not that lesser purpose isn't important sometimes, but most of the time, lesser purpose is unconscious. But just remember to use that truth healthily, not unhealthily usefully not uh, uselessly <laughs> of course you can use this understanding that I'm giving you here uselessly as well I think oh these people are not using it usefully or they're asleep because they're not you know becoming aware of the greater purposes or whatever that's not what I'm telling you to do I don't want you to do that in fact I don't even know if I want you to believe me I want you to think about this Am I right? Am I wrong? How am I right? How am I wrong? And just explore this for yourself. And then come back and say, oh, David was right. Or, oh, no, David was wrong. You know, it's possible that I'm wrong about all this shit. I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing about all of this is that I'm just exploring here. 
this is just a channel of me exploring things and coming up with new ideas and trying to find ways of helping you to think originally. Original thinking, unusual thinking at the very least. Uh, so, hope I've been able to do that so far. I think this episode went out, went pretty well. Um, I'm still not going to republish it until later, just in case something else comes up. Uh, and I'll listen to it later. But anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'll talk to you in the next one. Or the next, either the next segment or the next episode. We'll see how it happens. Later. So, <clears throat> I think I've gone gotten i think i've pretty much gotten uh, all the examples that i can think of right now for this episode and it's already getting moderately long anyways uh <clears throat> and i think i've pretty much uh, created enough of a understanding of this that you can use this in your own life for yourself, right? Uh, because we need to learn how to use these things in a healthy way, in a way that works, that in a way that's useful for us, that makes us more conscious, not less conscious. Um, the, uh, I guess, last point. Is how do how do I use this? Like, what is the point of this? Um, this topic, this truth, for ourselves. Like, what? How do we use this for ourselves? So, it's about it's about becoming aware of yourself. Like, what do you do when it comes to things that you believe, your values? Do you go around using them as a weapon, as a sort of safeguard? Like, oh, you know, this is fine because I am going to, you know, go to heaven or whatever, you know? There's different ways about how you use it, which creates, like, a, almost an aura of safety and comfort. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that part of it. The problem that I really have is where it, where it turns into a hammer. And you start hammering it in. Like, you're wrong and you're wrong. Um, because then that starts to create resentment between you and the other person. And that doesn't really help anyone. Um, I still don't think the safeguard way is, is very good either. Because it creates a lot of problems. It creates a situation where... You are either too cynical or too, you know, negative-minded or dark-minded, whatever you want to use the word. And you use that as basically like a shield to keep you from being hurt or whatever it is. Now, there's different ways in which you can do this kind of stuff. You could do it with all kinds of different things. You can do it with emotions. You can do it with uh, 
insights, understandings. So it's not just about like what you find to be correct or whatever, but that definitely is one of the biggest parts of this. Um, so I hope you liked this episode. Um, I'm going to end this episode and I will talk to you in the next one.